and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. When are you gonna update the uh, song list, by the way? <laughs> or just take that down. <laughs> One of the two. Yeah. No, I like. I actually do like it. I think you should just keep writing the songs up there. Well, I need more paper because there's like a lot. Ling 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 ling. Ling 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 ling. Uh, what's the other? Oh, seven days. Okay. Cold open time. Welcome to Spoofs, Goofs, and Novelty Songs, a podcast about dumb shit. There we go. We finally did it, guys. Should we have a swear in the in the? That's the thing. I'm starting to regret the tagline. The some dumb stuff. We can come up with a different tagline every week. How about? But I do want that explicit rating on our okay. iTunes. Let's try it again. Okay. Welcome to Spoofs, Goofs, and Novelty Songs. Fuck and <laughs> suck my dick. An NC seventeen podcast. Yeah, I'm Bill Burr. I I curse in my comedy. What of it? Yeah, Bill Burr. Yeah, he's, he's so the nasty. number one. Cursing comedian. Yeah, yeah. who I thought. A comedian who people like right now who also does cursing as comedy. That's what mm-hmm. I was thinking of. Anyway, anyway. what happened since uh, last week's episode in your guys' life? Lots. Okay, fill us in. Oh, Marty's making a funny, funny joke. Kelly, about you went how... to Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> You're back. <laughs> We're Tons. recording two in a row, all right? I, just like last episode, I believe in full transparency. I deleted the last episode, too, okay? All right, Every, we all hate Scott. Uh, yeah, sure, not the, fine. Not the same bits. I got an idea. Are we remaking last week's episode? Let's huh? do corrections. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I, do, I did tease off mic. I teased a little story for you guys, and I'm going to tell it right now. So I recently got a haircut, and... Uh, you know how Ooh, your, hair, your your hairstylists they like to make small talk with you, like they have a little chat with yeah. you, which I hate. I, I hate, hate it too. Mm-hmm. Can I say why I hate it before Please you go into do. your Please story? Do. Every time that you make small talk with your hairstylist, they get to ask, well, "So what do you do for a living?" And yeah. then I answer, and then I always want to ask them back, "What do you do for a living?" They're <laughs> fucking cutting my hair. You have to stop talking halfway through because you're like, "Oh God." What, what if they did? What if they're like, "I'm a chef." <laughs> What? I do this for fun. I look up and they're wearing the white chef's coat and they're cutting my hair with a cleaver. Get this guy out of here. (laughs) They're trying to chop your hair in a little linguine. Oh no. Uh, So yeah. Person makes a little small talk with me, whatever. And then eventually, because they were kind of slow, so the person cutting my hair, she was talking to like the two other employees. And this turned into me learning about that she was going to start trying to charge... These, there's a bunch of guys who are in her life trying to like be her boyfriend and stuff. And so she was just going to say, fuck it, and I'm going to ask them to pay for my electricity bill. And if they do, they can be my boyfriend, and if not, they don't. Now, not that egregious of a conversation to have, but that was like 30 minutes of talking. It was just like going over that same topic over wow. and over wow. and over again. And me just being like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. I totally understand. No, but so just in case <laughs> yeah. I hadn't made it perfectly clear, here is the situation at just, hand. We kept circling back. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, this is why I hate this. Like the minute you start small talk with someone in that situation, it's like you're just screwed. Because it's like you feel after you start a little bit, you feel the need to continue to have small talk yeah. when it's like we don't have much to say to each other. You know, what's re- have you ever like known somebody who like they would do that, but then also, if you saw them the next day, they would launch into it as if they hadn't also Already spent. Told you. Yeah, yeah, tons of people. Yes, yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have like five anecdotes to tell. So, do go on. I went to Virginia once. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
but we watched a movie. Uh, yes, we did. We are going to review the HBO, 2015 HBO sports documentary, mockumentary that is Seven Days in Hell. Trailer here. No trailer. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not going to put a trailer there. Seven Days in Hell, more like seven days, more like 40 minutes of heaven. That was... <laughs> okay. Chuckle time! <laughs> yeah, uh... This was a funny little movie, I gotta say. And I would say the biggest comment I can give it, and I wish more movies did this, that get released online like that for streaming, fucking it's not even an hour long. And that's great. The premise doesn't wear itself out. It just is like 40 minutes long. And it does. they talked about right. how HBO gave them like pretty much full reign to make this however long they wanted to make it. And they were just like, great, it didn't need to be any longer than this. If we did, we would have run out of things to do or it would have just stretched the concept too far. You know, Marty, uh-huh. I think... 40 minutes to, uh, let's say, an, an hour 10 is a great length of content. Why are you saying hour 10? Because, because the movie we made was very short. <laughs> <laughs> I, but we tried to release it. We did release it in theaters, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, Scott and I made a movie together. Kelly's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that star. was 70 minutes long. Close to 60 minutes long. <laughs> Should have been 60 minutes, I Any, would say. Anyone who says I'm not the star of that movie hasn't seen it. Kelly steals a lot of the show. Man. But yeah, it's. Uh, why does everything have to be. Even like. It's weird that 90 minutes is like. Standard. Well, I think, I think it used okay. to be standard, and now it's on the short end. See that end game? More like this never ends yeah. game, am uh, I right? Uh, Talk uh, about uh, a spoof. More like a spoof of my life. I'm Thanos. <laughs> what? <laughs> the, okay. For, yeah. for a second, I was like, that didn't make sense. And then I was like, it and does make sense. I was like, and oh, Marty's good. purple and has a weird grimace chin. <laughs> I want stones. Uh, <laughs> anyway. I made two Thanos jokes in two episodes. <laughs> I, yeah. I think. Uh, you can tell we're recording got these. Thanos on the brain. Back to back. Yeah. And the fucked up part is that movie came out like six weeks ago. Didn't it? <laughs> yeah. I do think, yeah, like the bigger budget movies for sure they try to lean towards like, for some reason it feels like they think it's some kind of like, you know, like big award to hit a three hour movie in theaters or something. It's like, God, just make the, everyone complains about that with yeah. all of these movies, all these superhero movies, everyone complains about that. It's too long. Every single time. That's the biggest complaint with those movies. And so, do they want to get your money's worth? Because the tickets are expensive, but it's like, here's, I'd rather have a good time. That's what I'm yeah, paying for is yeah. to enjoy it, not yes. be bored. But that's the thing is that we weren't watching this movie on the big screen, on the silver screen. Oh. We weren't watching it on TV. That's what I'm saying. We were watching it on home box office. Yeah, I thought you were going to mention we were watching it on Marty's laptop. <laughs> yeah, we were, Which we did. Uh, a 11-inch MacBook Air. We made it work. Uh, yeah, it was, for some reason, it felt like the frame was really small. Like, they were shooting it through a, like a, like a pinhole camera almost. It just felt like all the shots are really small. I don't know why that was. <laughs> um, Anyway. So, the Lonely Island guys are the ones who... Well, no. Norma, Sandberg. Akiva. They weren't involved. It was uh, just a Sandberg Just thing. a Sandberg really? thing. As far as my research pulled up. Yes, this was an idea that he had had with a writer friend, the guy who ended up writing this. Uh, they kind of... 
uh, seemingly had this idea, and then he like jumped on it the minute that there was this 2010 Wimbledon match. Oh, I have the names here that I should read. Oh, off. it's Isaac Asimov and pretty close. <laughs> I know. That's you look this up. Yeah, yeah. Isaac uh, Asimov is a sci-fi writer, but it, it's something. It is something like that. I know that one of those tennis players is is definitely famous. Oh my god, did I not write the names down? I did not write the names down, but it was this 2010. Oh, Inser and Mahout. Uh, 2010 tennis match that lasted for three what? days. Insert modest Yahoo. Fuck you. <laughs> so they kind of, he kind of like hit this right up and was like, hey, we should try to jump on this because we obviously could make fun of that thing now. Uh, they shot this for multiple days in like 122 degree weather and him and Kit Harrington both trained to play tennis and stuff. And yeah, so they actually went like all out to like perfectly depict the tennis aspect of this, I would say. And I think they did a good job with that. It was. A perfect representation of tennis. Making fun of the sport, I think they did a good job with that. So the plot is it's a rivalry between uh, Andy Samberg's character who is... It's not even a rivalry, really. It's Andy Samberg's character coming oh, sorry, back from Kelly. a hiatus. Please. Yes. Coming up against a 16-year-old wounder kid. Yes. Kid Harrington. <laughs> Car- yeah, Kid Harrington's like the, the prodigy tennis player. Andy mm. Samberg is like, I think... Every sports mockumentary does the character of the bad boy bad of sports. Boy, they yeah. do that. Every single one does this. And so they go against each other the entire movie, but it's not a rivalry. And uh... it's 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 not till the end of the movie because most of it is just like a setup for them to do like very wacky bits. Like there's the courtroom drawing thing that goes on for that five minutes. So That's how they could have made the movie uh, a movie. Is yeah, if, they just uh, kept doing bits. Yeah, just or just going more on those like crazy long tangents. Yeah. yeah, that is the best part of this this movie too. Is the tangents. oh my god, it's so funny. So like that was I came home to Sam, my fiance, for the viewers. Oh wait, Kelly, can you say that again? My thoughts. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> soundboard women like us guys uh i went home and i told sam that we watched it and i was like do you remember that courtroom bit and she's like yeah i remember you laughing way more than me at it when we first watched that and i was like yeah it's so good no it's legitimately good they go into a tangent about like a famous courtroom illustrator who i mean i think the joke is that like every time they the documentary doing more you're like oh my god it's still going on (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, well it's that and it's like that everyone that they interviewed had something to say about they all knew about (laughs) all these people who are supposed to be tennis what did you say in the the last episode stick on a head on a all these tennis head on sticks were uh (laughs) talking about tennis but then they were head on a sticks about uh, the cartoon guy head on a stick is officially what we call that from now on yeah uh yeah no it the, the like idea of like shared knowledge and universe for comedies is always like that's the best direction to go with any jokes like that. It's good that it plays it up that it's like extremely ridiculous, but it make it grounds it in that reality of the thing. You know what joke they do all the time that's kind of like that is where like there's a what did you call it? a shared reality, but then there's the one character. It's like, like little Sebastian where he's like yeah, and then the one character who like is like the audience. He's like, can you believe? This? But that that's good that that works in Parks and Rec though because he's the outsider, right? Like he's the one person who's not from that city so he wouldn't get that mm-hmm. i think that actually works for and he show. looks down the barrel of the camera and he's Every like time. i don't know what i'm doing here yeah why is parks and rec a mockumentary did they never get into that the office gets into it too much but parks and rec yeah the never office is like it. let us make it perfectly clear this is a documentary and here did oh it here do you want a little out. bit of trivia because because no. my girlfriend told me that uh sure I heard a little piece of information from my girlfriend. Who- cool! 
She told me that the 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 reason that the documentary crew is there in the office and they do like sort of like reference this yeah. is that um apparently one of the employees like before the series starts uh committed suicide and so then they were like and uh they were like the documentary crew because of his suicide came to like oh. film the working conditions okay. of the this office place. that this guy worked in. Was it the guy who Michael Scott takes over for? Because that's I can only can't think of. No, that's Ed Truck, and he gets decapitated in a car accident. That's, that's right. But uh, <laughs> no, this guy I forget. He does His have a name. Ed Truck. And they because they like reference like they they reference him, and then Michael like had forgotten what happened to him, and then they're like, why did he leave? And, and then somebody's like, and like they're like hinting towards it and so parks and rec do you think it's that she's because she's like uh she's like overstepping her bounds or something that maybe they caught wind of her or something well, you can idea? justify making a documentary as long you can literally make a movie about anything and be like slice of life literally fucking anything I mean. <laughs> like, the most boring <laughs> shit like you can just you can put a, a, to, a little uh gopro at the bottom of your toilet and film you're <laughs> hey, I think we had a slice of life. Who did that? <laughs> what? Probably Noah. Yeah, there was Noah. Oh, <laughs> he yeah. faked it, but he did do something like that. Yeah, yeah. We should cut this part out. <laughs> no, it's great. <laughs> uh, we're cutting nothing out of these podcasts. Yeah, you know Ain't... why? Slice of life. Because <laughs> it's real. Circle. It's a mockumentary of podcasts, and we circle back to the film at hand in hell. A mockumentary. Of sports movies. So, Andy Samberg, the bad boy archetype, yes. and then what's the opposite of the bad boy archetype? Well, <laughs> the little poindexter. Sort of, but also he's just the an prodigy. idiot. The he's little an, prodigy. Yeah, the, pro, the prodigy. Because it's literally the same dynamic as Blades of Glory. Yes. True. So there you go. Just uh, a lot Blades of duos. Of Glory. Right? If you've seen Blades of Glory, you've seen them all. Okay, yeah. this is funnier than Blades of Glory, though. <laughs> wow, I like Blades of Glory. Lesser feral, if you ask me. I so mean, they do. This is shorter. Yeah, I mean, right up <laughs> my alley. Let's just stick to the facts here. It's shorter yeah, than true. Blades of Glory. Yeah. Can't argue that. It's newer than Blades of Glory. Also true. It's home box office. Oh boy, talking my language now. <laughs> I love HBO. Wah. HBO. Fuck TV. <laughs> HBO. <laughs> fuck TV. Oh man, what uh, a highlight for us. It, so the Poindexter, the 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 Wonderkind, the prodigy character played by Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington. Uh, I meant to ask this while we were uh, watching it, but he does. There's a bit they bring back over and over again where he says indubitably, mm-hmm. uh, and that's like you know the joke is he knows one smart word, and that's the one he keeps. The word indubitably, is that just a like weird pronunciation of undoubted, undoubtedly? No, but I think they mean similar things. No, indubitably means like, um, I think I think I'm onto something here. I do think it is without doubt. I believe. Yeah. yeah. So I and and th- undoubtedly, indubitably, without doubt. Yeah. Like yes. yeah. So maybe what you're saying is the English are stupid. Um, sure. I'm just, it's literally, you know what I mean? This isn't even like a amusing or a, a joke. It's just, uh. So then why are you saying it? Maybe a, a fucking, what is it? Entomologist? What's the word scientist? A uh, linguist? Linguist. Uh, sure. A linguist will write in and, and tell us. And Please. I won't have to Google okay. it. Write in at know. spoofs, goofs, and novelty songs. At gmail.com. And we will feature you in our correction segment. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, thank you. Thank you, Kelly. Uh, yeah, it's... 
it feels like most of the other like the reason why it feels like it's definitely made by the Lonely Island people, but I think it's it's mostly Andy Samberg's thing is just because it does feel like all of their their parodies. It's like got it's, their goofs. It's very goofs. like lovingly done. Also, it's very clearly like they like the sport they're making, the thing yeah. they're making fun of. And thirty for thirties are generally great, and this is kind of like a thirty for thirty. Yeah, like it's parody. just like slightly Real heightened and wacky. Gumble, which I will get to in my spoof review of this movie. Okay. Hoop. So this week, I'm going to review the movie first. Yeah, do it. Oh, do it. Do it. Uh, now that we all know the rules, all of a sudden he's a little eager beaver. Now that he doesn't have an advantage over chop, us. Chop, chop, chop. That's what an eager beaver sounds like. I will give this movie a 7 out of 10 as a movie. A lot of good laughs, a good time, and under 60 minutes. My favorite kind of movie is what I wrote down here. And as a spoof, 5 out of 10. Okay. Tons of sports documents. Tons of sports. Do- okay, go. Tons of sports documentaries, things like that. Uh, but I don't. Again, I don't think this is really like making fun of. It's making fun of the sport really well, but it just feels like a setup to do a bunch of wacky goofs and gags. Which again, totally fine with that. But ultimately, it's not really making. And Spain came out of tennis pretty well, I think. But again, it's not like making fun of the structure of this stuff too much. Besides the courtroom sketch thing is like I think the best moment of where it's actually making fun of how documentaries work. Where it's like suddenly there's just a tangent where everybody knows about this guy and they're all referencing it. That I think plays really well at making fun of this type of documentary. What did you give Guffman then? He had a 6 out of 10. So you think Guffman is a more accurate uh, spoof of whatever it's making fun of than... Yes. Marty, you're insane. I am a crazy wild card. That's why I'm here. Oh a bang, God. bang. Ugh. I just pull up two guns and shot them. Well, then I will do my review and oh. say, as a movie, one out of ten. No. It's too short. No, <laughs> it didn't make sense. I didn't, what, what are these guys talking about? There's a whole part about a courtroom sketch that doesn't have anything to do with tennis. But as a spoof. 10 out of 10. <laughs> now, I've seen a lot of sports documentaries in my day, and let me tell you, they skewered it in this one. They It was such a... Okay, I'm done. Kelly? <laughs> it was 9 out of 10 as a movie, because I like it. Kelly, are you a big fan of this Andy Samberg fella? It seems like it. Yeah. Yeah. It you seems are a like a fan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. doesn't just seem like it. I think you are. Well, I mean, like... You talk to me, it would seem like it. <laughs> he doesn't do a lot of stuff that I don't like. You do constantly uh, make reference to your penis and say, look at my dick in a box. No, I, that's one of the things that he did that I don't like, actually. Oh, you I don't, don't like think dick it's in that a box. funny. Why not? I don't know. It's just not that funny. I kind of agree with you. It's like kind of... It, it, I think people like it because Justin Timberlake's in it. Yeah. So you it. don't like Mother Lover? Um, I'm unfamiliar with it. Lazy Sunday? I love Lazy Sunday. Wake up in the late afternoon. Call Parnell just, just to, to see, see how he's, he's doing. doing. Yeah, Lazy Sunday's great. Yeah, it's classic. I would give it. You know what? What is a spoof but a platform to do your gags and have some fun? It's an eight out of ten spoof, Marty. Wow. wow. They spearhead sports documentaries. Yeah. And like, I don't know what you're looking for. I feel like your ideal spoof at this point is a Weird Al Yankovic, uh, Michael Jackson parody song. I feel like might be Marty's gonna be like the Godfather too. Was because you're like, what is this making fun of? It's making fun of sports documentaries. No, I'm not. Marty's gonna be like. 
Come the back. VHS of Pirates of the Caribbean one is a great spoof of the DVD of Pirates of the Caribbean yeah, one. It all it reenacts it, but it's in four it's by same three. Yeah, yeah, it's literally it. so funny because like instead of it being in HD, it's in four by three, and it's like four eighty i. They oh my did God. it so perfectly. Yeah, I'm and the say... copy I have has this one part where the heads of my VHS player are a little dusty. Yeah. Oh my God, you gotta see it. Yeah, I just think the spoof aspect of this movie is like. I think there are better sports spoof movies. I think there are going to be movies that do the Name genre 15. Better. I can't yeah. think Name of them. 15 of them. <laughs> Dodgeball. Uh, yeah, honestly, legitimately, though, that does make fun of the tropes of the genre a little Blades bit. Blades of Glory. Even that does. Talladega yeah. Nights. Uh, Balls of Fury. Is that which one? Is uh, that the ping pong one? the ping pong one, yes. No, that one's bad. Um, yeah, that one's bad, too. Will Ferrell Basketball. <laughs> Semi Pro. <laughs> It's funny because I didn't know the name of it either, but I knew what you were talking about. <laughs> We've all seen the cover. He's got a little afro. Will Ferrell racing. Yeah, Will Ferrell Will racing. Ferrell newscaster. Will Ferrell. <laughs> Those Will Ferrell occupation movies are so funny. Oh my it God. is weird that there was just a run of like, Will Ferrell has a new job. Yeah. Will Ferrell's the new Ernest. Will Ferrell. I'm a doctor. Milk was a bad choice. <laughs> Will Ferrell daddy. Ernest hosts the news. Ernest races cars. Will Ferrell soccer coach. Will Ferrell daddy number two. Oh, yeah. Too true. Yeah, Will Ferrell, Daddy Number Two. <laughs> Can we give these episodes titles? <laughs> Will Ferrell, Daddy Number Two. It's <laughs> pretty good. That's a pretty good uh, So, this episode will be. Um, wait, what? Sh- oh, Seven Days in Hell, no, Will Ferrell, Daddy, Daddy Number Two. <laughs> God, what a long title. Uh, All right, we're done with this. Yep. Next bit, please. Scott, do you have a novelty song to play us? I sure do. What's this one? Well, yeah, Scott, what is it this week? <laughs> well, I'll tell you. But before I do, let me just say, music is so powerful. It touches all of us in our day-to-day. You might not even hear it while you're on the elevator or in the shopping mall. But Going that way. It's there in the background, affecting your mood. I feel like I don't know if I've said this before, but one thing that I love about music is that when it hits you, you feel no pain. <laughs> yeah, even if it's hitting you. What else can hit you? Jesus, Kelly. What Are else you can okay, hit buddy? you? We'll talk off mic. Well, first things first. What else can hit you? A baseball? <laughs> but you don't feel pain. <laughs> a rake? Yeah. A In hand? A, a love? Love? <laughs> Today's song is a little number called My Ding a Ling. It was written by a fellow named David Bartholomew, uh, but most famously covered by a fellow named Chuck Berry uh, in 1972. Uh, Chuck Berry, you may know as... He invented... Well, he didn't invent it, but he's. This, people say his song, Johnny Be Good, is technically the first rock and roll song yeah he, his cousin uh marvin barry famously yeah. heard <laughs> famously heard him called him up asked him you know that new sound you've been looking for yeah said this listen, is your cousin get a load of this yeah and then chuck listened to it through the 1950s telephone wire truly the somehow man, the way the fidelity it was, was yeah yeah truly a little distortion yeah and then he translated that to the song that yes. we know today. So thank you, Marty, for bringing up the point that rock and roll technically, yes, was invented by a white, a white teenager, man. Yes. Marty McFly. 
party. <laughs> so, uh, David Bartholomew recorded his version in 1952, and it was covered several times, but the, the most famous one was Chuck Berry's. Uh, it was recorded live in England at the Lanchester Arts Festival, which was also headbutt-lined. 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 <laughs> it was, was headbutt-lined all around <laughs> oh. the, the arena. So people were going head to If you butt, tried to get out, <laughs> no, if you tried to get out, you got headbutted oh, okay. back in oh, okay. the perimeter. Uh, it was headbutt-lined by Pink Floyd and George Carlin. And uh, on the recording in Barry's backing band, there is uh, Nick Potter, the bass player for the Vandergraaff uh, Generator, which is a famous uh, prog band. So, what does prog mean? Progressive rock, dear boy. Oh. Let's pivot. Who did the second most favorite, fa- famous cover of this song? Kelly. <laughs> I can I tell you something <laughs> off a, off mic? No, tell Mon Mike. Tell me Just off mic. Lean in close. Yeah, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Why would you do this to me? Kelly, this is so humiliating. All right, people, listen to this. You know how much research we do, Kelly. <laughs> Not very much. <laughs> Not enough. I think the second most famous cover of this song is listed on Wikipedia. <laughs> so uh, we'll get is. a we'll get a little taste of the song, uh, but uh, due to podcasting constraints, we can only play you a little taste. So let me just give you the, give the me general like, arc. Give of, me like a, a clip of the song that we can use, but fairly. <laughs> I will do that every episode, Kelly. <laughs> uh, so the song is about, uh, it starts off with the, the narrator, in this case Chuck Berry, is given a uh, uh, some little silver bells on a string by silver his grandmother. Bells. Thanks, Marty. Uh, he, the, uh, he receives the bells and the grandma tells him, this is your ding-a-ling. And so then he proceeds to talk about different situations where, well, he's playing with his ding-a-ling. And let me tell you, while he is most certainly talking about the bells, it almost seems like, given the context, he could be talking about his penis. Chuck Berry loved talking about his penis. Uh, isn't there a thing like where he, like him and something with pee pee? I believe. Oh boy, I don't know. I, we will. We cannot disparage Mister. I think he's still it. alive, and he might come after us. No, I'm pretty sure Chuck. Berry's no, I think he is still. Really? Hold on. This is actually worth a goog. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up. Scott, you get release those. Release the PP tape. All right. So while we look this up, let's get a little oh, taste of my dingaling. Kelly, look it up. When Paul started me to grammar school. So you, it's uh, different situations where he's playing with the bells. I mean, how much time... That's the thing is, like, you know, the way he describes it, he's been doing this for his whole... How much... How long can you play with these bells on a string? Like, I hate to break it to you, Scott. It's about masturbating. What? Yeah, he goes to church and he fucking jerks it off in the eyes of God. That's very inappropriate. I agree. No! <laughs> it is crazy how, like, these old songs like that would just, like, reference sex like that, and then just, like, it was just, like, so sweet and, like, just a very pleasant melody, but it's like, I'm mm. gonna fuck my bride today, bride today, bride today. <laughs> Marty loves talking about his wife. His wife. <laughs> his wife. We get it. Guys? Cool. Cool. Uh... <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's the juxtaposition of the the little playful, jaunty, simple schoolboy melody yeah. with this twisted, depraved, disgusting, craven, exhilarating, 
making me, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> Am I Randy, baby? Ugh. Uh... All right, I think that's pretty much all I got, save for one thing. This song did chart on the U.S. Billboard Top 100. Would anyone care to venture a guess? I love this. I love this. This is my my new favorite Kelly, I believe last episode you went first, so Marty. (laughs) Kelly, there's a procedure here, please. Okay. This is my segment. Can I talk to you off mic for a second, Kelly? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I'm There's a procedure. Okay. There's a chain of command, okay? okay. And it's my segment. It's my I choose who guesses. I didn't mean to do I'm sorry. Thank you. Marty, would you care to venture a guess? I would like Kelly to go first. <laughs> well, Marty, as the guesser, it is your right, technically, <laughs> by defer. the rules, defer. to defer. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, Kelly, would you care to venture a guess? I want to defer back. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. Technically, in the handbook, paragraph C, there is a small appendix that does state under extreme circumstances you can defer back to. I'm going to go with my favorite number 9.9999999. 70. So we'll round that up. <laughs> no, don't round it up. I'm going with 9.9999999. Okay. Well, that's very funny. Uh,. <laughs> It's, it was number one. Oh, wow. Yeah. Should have gone my first bet. America, Not only that, so dirty. It, it reached number one in America, Canada, and the UK. And so, Ireland, which is so, a, apparently a separate chart. Yeah, it is. Either, at least in the 70s times. So either everyone is a dirty old, like they just love how suggestive it is, mm-hmm. or they're all stupid and think he's talking about a bell. When did yeah, the song and they out? like that. <laughs> when did the song come out again? Uh, 72. Yeah, they're all the, the Barry version. What? Yeah, oh, yeah. Barry so he's version. like well into his career. I think you yeah. meant that version that we listened to. The, the Chuck No, Barry that version. version we listened to was the That was Chuck the Barry, Barry version. version. You couldn't tell? What? <laughs> no, I could not tell. I thought that was an older version than that. That nah. sounded a lot old. I didn't realize that was like a rock song. <laughs> yeah, it does sound... Oh, it is a far cry from Johnny B. Good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Johnny yeah. B. Bad. Yeah. Uh, Barry B. Bad. Let's pivot now to the second... Most famous cover of that song. <laughs> Kelly Danon's version. All right, Kelly, take it All right, away. Yeah, thank you, Kelly. Uh, my dingling. Good. My dingling. So funny. I want to play with my dingling. The end. I like that you're pronouncing all the G's in there. Well, yeah, it's my Midwest accent. Yeah. We are from the Midwest. The Midwest. We're from the Midwest. What part of the Midwest? For our novelty song segment. Now, Marty. Yes, Scott? I understand you brought a... Gift. A little novelty product. Well, once again, boys, much like last week's episode, surprisingly enough, I outsourced this to my wife, Kristen, who picked up a little novelty present for us that I don't even know what it is, and neither do you two. It's a total surprise to all of us. Wow. Let's take a look-see. Much like the ratings of the movie, the audience waits on the edge of their seat. Hang for... on, let me get it out of the bag quick. The ratings of a movie? You wait for, like, PG? No, no, no <laughs> our ratings, clap. 1 through oh, 10. Okay. Kristen has supplied us with Band-Aid I know? I would... brand Ooh. adhesive bandages. Oh, I love it. They are... Pokemon themed band aids. Do we, we ever put... rate novelty? No, items? that word Pokemon. We actually do not. Because we should start. Because I want to rate this one positively. Okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna open this up, and we're gonna we're gonna try on these band aids. I keep hearing this uh, 
Pokemon word? Um, Pokemon stands for Pocket Monster. Okay, and I see there's a little uh, uh, creature on the front of the box. Yeah, Scott, you know dog fights? It's like that, yeah. but for kids. Or like cockfights. So yeah, like cockfights, but for kids. Unlike so the kids fight each other? No, the they train little creatures. That oh, have, so like birds? or Yeah, like birds or lizards or mice. Unlike previous episodes, this is actually Band-Aid brand. Johnson & Johnson Band-Aids. So this is not off-brand. It's not off-brand. It's a novelty item on-brand. Are you sure item. you want me to put this on? Yes, I want you to try it on. We have to try these Band-Aids on. So I got a... A Bulbasaur Band-Aid. I'm going to try it on right now. And I've got a Charmander. Oh, My Band-Aid will too. incinerate your Band-Aid. <laughs> oh, yeah? Well, let's try it on for size. Okay. <laughs> well, you have to do some Pokemon songs for a novelty song at some point. There are some oh, no, real novelties. All right, I've stuck the Charmander Band-Aid I was on worried. the uh, back of my palm. What do you call this area of your hand? Um, What's across from your a palm? backhand. Yeah, your backhand. It's your backhand. All right, dude. on my backhand. Tennis, it yep. all ties together. <laughs> so, uh, feeling the adhesive, I'd say that's a strong, it it's got good. a strong grip. Yeah, it's, it's not going to go anywhere. It definitely feels like at least as good as on-brand regular Band-Aids. Now, my hope is with this Band-Aid that uh, to really remind me of childhood, when I take this off, there will be a light patch of skin where all the dirt is not. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes, you remember that? Like, yes. yeah, if you're a grubby little kid, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Which we all were, because we live in Wisconsin. Um, or wait, sorry. Yes, Wisconsin people are dirty. Oh, Thank you, Marty, for going on record and saying that. <laughs> we're supposed to let the listeners guess I'm where sorry. we're from. We're from the Midwest. Uh, I put this on my uh, pointer finger, and uh, Me too. it covers my knuckle quite well. <laughs> you know what? I would I would venture to say that this functions both as a Band-Aid and also as a novelty item. Yes. Now, looking at mine, I'm going to give um, a, little, a little bit of criticism here, and I don't want to be too harsh because I do like the Band-Aids. Can I see the me box? Here. Yeah. Oh, I'll show you the box. The box has a bunch of Pokemon on it. You can take a look. It's got a Meowth. It's got a Pikachu. It's got a Squirtle. Uh-huh. Scott, you go. What Thank you, you, Kelly. I'm sorry. I was in the middle of uh, <laughs> something important. Now, there's a rendering of the Pokemon Charmander on my uh, yes. Band-Aid here. A tr- traditionally, he's a red pigmented Correct. Pokemon. He is the color red. Yes. Now, the background that uh, this Charmander figure is upon is also red. And it's weird. He kind of, so yeah, mine he is also... in a little bit. I have a Bulbasaur one, and it's just green on green. Bulbasaur is also green, and it's just the background is green. It's very weird. Right. Well, it's... You know, I understand wanting to have the background match the type of Consistency. Pokemon. You want theme. That I get. But yeah. here's the thing. I need a little contrast so I can make out the borders and outline of my mon. They should have put, like, a Viridian Gym background, right? Like, you got some rocks poking yeah. out of there. Yeah. Some blues. Yeah, something that says, I'm on the road to Vermilion City. It's Viridian City. But that's okay. <laughs> you were close. <laughs> okay, because uh, okay, all the cities are color names, aren't they? Correct. Cerulean, for the first Celadon. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Saffron. Viridian and Vermilion are both colors of green. Yes. Come on. Yeah. This is, I'm not taking think... this up with the Pokemon people, I'm taking this up with the color name people. Is it one more of them? How? Let's go through them all. Chartreuse. So. All the greens. <laughs> all right, let's name the greens. Emerald. Forest. Oh, they do have an emerald city in the second uh, generation. How shitty would you feel? You do go if through you a were, forest. You're, picture this. You're a little kid. 
Kelly's looking through all of the band-aids right now. And <laughs> you're a little kid and you you've cut yourself. You get real mm-hmm. bad paper cut on that construction Ouchie, paper making that cool project for your dad for Father's Day. <laughs> and you go to your mom and she gives you a band-aid and it's fucking magic harp. How pissed would you be? I'd be oh, so mad. I'd be like, so when will mad. it turn into Gyarados like me? Yeah. yeah. Also, when like, will it turn into Gyarados like me? I feel like... I'm uh, Gyarados. They, the theme for band-aids is a little odd to me because I don't think like as a kid I was ever like, I don't want to wear that. And then if it had something on it, I'd be like, all right, oh, it's cool. I'll fucking throw on yeah. one of those bad Power Rangers stickers on my... Fingy, I was never like that, but like with medicine, like I never wanted to take medicine, dude. I didn't want cough syrup, anti vaxxer. Yeah, that's me as a kid. My mom made me get my vaccines. <laughs> Your mom was totally into vaccines, but you were just an anti vaxxer. Yeah, I was a black sheep. What could I say, yeah. dude? That's gonna be a subplot on the new uh, Big Little Lies. As these precocious little kids are gonna, one of them's gonna be an anti vaxxer. Yeah. <laughs> Have, like, you, have you watched that show, by the yeah, way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be Reese Witherspoon's daughter on, in season three is, is going to be an anti Is that who Meryl Streep plays? Yes. <laughs> Meryl yeah. Streep plays the daughter. Yes. Well, so, that's going to do it for us. I rate the Band-Aids good. They're good Band-Aids. Yeah. Oh, do we do a rating for this? Uh, yeah, we are I think, now. I think we just, rep- whether we approve it or not. So I think like the napkins approve and the it. straw, we agreed, don't approve. They were bad napkins, and the straw kind of sucked. Yeah, I just disapprove of them as novelty items as well. They oh, didn't seem that's like fine. novelty well, items. Well, I'm just going to come out and say it. The items you brought, uh, Boo, and the items your wife, Kristen, bought... Wait, hold on. Who? Your wife. Cool. cool. Uh, good. Well. Yeah. I, she'll love that. Um, I think you guys are all wrong. Uh, I think mine were all great. And I think my future ones will be... Fuck you guys. That's what they'll be. Okay. Fair <laughs> That's enough. That's not a novelty product. It'll just be a middle finger. Oh. Yeah, fair enough, whatever. Yeah. I like these band-aids. Yeah, they're nice. I'm gonna take mine off now because it's uh it's I don't need it. We already have for the yeah, mic. Ow. That's a good band-aid if it's hard to pull off. That's also some very That's good very foley, cool. Scott. Thank you mm-hmm. for that. Yeah, if you need to use that for a movie or anything later, uh, feel it's free. $100. That's public domain. Skip the trip to freesound.org. <laughs> Just cut that clip of the podcast out. You know, it, some of those specific sounds like that are actually really difficult to find on the internet. I would you got to make your own. Yeah, generally. Yeah. It's Did you know that in Indiana Jones, the punching sounds are them dropping melons? On what? The sun. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> it sounds like punching. Oh my god, that's amazing. We have to try that out. They got NASA to We're gonna have some crazy corrections next time. <sighs> no, I'll do the correction right now. Marty, they dropped him on the ground. That's what they dropped him on. Well, I'm just making sure. Oh, I just touched the mic. Uh, I'm just making sure for our listeners, because they might have been confused. <laughs> Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode of Spoofs, Goofs, and Novelty Songs. A podcast about dumb shit. Till next time. We love you. Bye.